you kidding me? <laughs> the laugh is by the it's, analyst it's on the Vikings Radio Network, Pete Bursich. The are you kidding me is yours truly, Paul Allen, the play-by-play voice. And the Minnesota Vikings beat the Indianapolis Colts in overtime 39-36. Greg Joseph walked off from 40, his third walk-off winner for the Minnesota Vikings, and first in 55 weeks. And not only are the Minnesota Vikings NFC North champions with that victory, they completed the greatest comeback in the history of the National Football League and had to overcome a lot of self-inflicted wounds and a lot of things that went against them. The last time the Minnesota Vikings beat the Indianapolis Colts, Pete Bursich was in his third year out of Notre Dame playing against the Colts at the Metrodome in 1997. Coming up uh, on the post-game report, you will hear from Kevin O'Connell and Kirk Cousins. You also will hear Kevin O'Connell's post-game locker room speech with the T-shirts and the hats for winning a division title. Analyst, just stream your consciousness yeah. on the, the – uh, what an unbelievable game. Yeah, I mean, it's an unbelievable game, and it, it's really been an unbelievable season. And, and this game is, it was every bit, if not more exciting, than the game in Buffalo. But what a different type, what a different style, a different type of a game. The way this thing unfolded, you know, um, you have you have Taylor out for the Colts. Yeah. I mean, you know, he, he played maybe a play or two in the beginning. Yep. And then came out, and you're looking at this going, this is the best opportunity that we have against any team in the league right now to win this division. Yep. And then you go ahead and get a punt blocked for a touchdown, right? You, you just – you 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 fumble you're you're moving the football finally and then you fumble it and you know it, so much of today though unlike Buffalo was self-inflicted but the the cool thing is is it's not in life what happens to you but how you react to it mm-hmm. and despite all the mistakes despite all the boneheaded plays this team had enough fortitude to not only just turn this thing around but come back and win a game that no one has ever done before yeah. no one. No team ever in the history of the NFL had come back from where this team was. 33 down. I mean, and, and then now you're what? You're 10-0 and in one-score games. Mm. I mean, it's like – I forgot about the, that. The whole thing, the whole thing is, is just is, – is truly, truly remarkable. Oh, by the and, way, Cousins threw for 480. Yeah. And, you know, tip – I mean, we can get – we'll get into the stats. I mean, it, considering, considering we had we had prob- – I think we had somewhere around 50 yards of offense going into halftime. I mean th- that turnaround is 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 unheard of, right? I mean this it's everything yeah. here, everything today is unheard of, but yep. um, but this team, whatever that is that you need, the you know the the never giving up, the hanging in there, this team has it, man, boy. And then when they come together, they come together. I mean Justin Jefferson, KJ Osborne, Dalvin Cook, the offensive line toward the end. I mean just just an unbelievable effort by everybody you know and um and granted it's a regular season game that wins the nfc north but it had a minneapolis miracle feel to it you know the team's down 33-0 and the way the fans were trying to jump into the radio booth banging on the glass with the coaches next to us i'm just really happy that the fans at u.s bank stadium got to experience something like we got to experience at Buffalo, you know, because I'd say 10,000 people left, you know, when, oh, when, easy. when easy, right. Yeah. Easy. When they, when they were down 33 and um, by the way, teams leading by 30 points or more in a game in the history of the national football league were 1,548 and one into the game. It's now 1,548 and two. The Minnesota Vikings beat Indianapolis 39-36 in the 1,000th game in the history of the team, and it was one of the most thrilling games in the history of the team. Gabe Henderson and Ben Lieber have winning formula, and here are their thoughts. Well, um, before we start between the lines, fueled by Gatorade, these shirts pretty much state. That's sweet. It's, it, it, That's pretty, pretty sweet. I mean, we run the North. Zadarius Smith just walked by and said, who runs the North? We run the North. The Minnesota you Vikings. Winners today, 39-36 and 36 over the Indianapolis Colts. And, uh, man, this was the wildest, greatest, craziest, 
um, most unbelievable game I've ever seen in my life. Um, the Bills game back at you know a couple of months, well back in November, I was like, okay, I'll never see another game like this. This game said, hold my beer. How do you? Where do you start when it comes to <laughs> describing um, this unbelievable largest? comeback in NFL history win today for the Minnesota Vikings. Well, I think that's where we start. Um, it's historic. Yeah. I mean, th- there's there's no bigger, more, no, no more grandiose word that you can think of. Was it epic? Yes. Was it unbelievable? Yes. Mm-hmm. It was historic. I mean, we've never seen this in NFL history. Ever. And, you know, a ton of props, obviously, to the players and the coaches, the fans here at the stadium. But my goodness, I mean, to go through what we watched in the first half, which is maybe some of the worst football I've seen any team play, yeah. to go three and out on offense to start the third quarter, and then all of a sudden, one series, another series, another touchdown, another another defensive stop. Mm-hmm. It was everything that could go right went right, and we won a historic game. It was a tell of two halves. Yeah. Right? The, the Minnesota Vikings had a block punt, well, had a punt block for Indianapolis Colts touchdown. Then, right again before the half, Kirk Cousins throws a pick six down 33 to 0 at halftime. The Minnesota Vikings, KJ Osborne, they start storming back. KJ, 65 yard catch. And it's like, oh, this is the KJ we've been asking for all year. Yeah. Finishes game 157 yards. H- how would you just describe the comeback? When did you know that this comeback was in full throttle? I, I didn't know until <laughs> really the the end of the game. I mean, mm. it was it was like late in the fourth quarter. I'm like, we're really gonna do this. Yeah. You know, I really think, in all honesty, when we were down two scores, okay. and I'm like, all right, we're moving the ball. They they did get conservative. Yep. You know, I, I I do think if I'm a, a Colts fan, I'd be like. Guys, come on! Like, yeah. you know, step on their throats. All those proverbial things. Like, put keep your foot on the gas pedal a little bit. They did get conservative. They tried to pick it back up, but that whole momentum thing just went against them. When we got down two scores, I'm like, well, now we can score another touchdown, and we can get another right. stop, and then we can score and get a two point conversion. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of things still had to go right, but when we were down two scores, that's when I thought it was very possible. Ben, I, I'm most proud because. I'm most proud of this defense because of the fact that we're down 33 to zero and they only give up three points yeah. in the second half and halftime. Going into the half, the Indianapolis Colts had 209 first half yards. Second half, overtime, 131. Yeah. Your thoughts on their I mean, effort in the second half? I mean, I, I think that we didn't do a great job on first down. Yeah. I mean, it was it was four, five, six yards mm-hmm. on first down. And the and the disheartening thing was we knew, everybody knew watching this game that they were going to play a version of four-minute offense. We're going to try to grind the clock out. And we still couldn't stop them on first down. I'm like, guys, what are we doing? Like, Mm -hmm. we know they're going to run the football. Mm -hmm. But we get to second down, and we bowed up. And all of a sudden now, our second down defense was was legit, and we're stopping them. And and now we're like, okay, well, now they're third and four, third and five. You have a fighting chance at that. So our second down defense in the second half, was awesome yeah and and that really was a difference in this game and we dialed up some pressures that actually got home yeah and then on the offensive side of the ball you just talked about the defensive schemes the offensive schemes the fact that we caught a screen play yeah. down one score 36 to 29 to dalvin cook that goes for a touchdown how do how would you assess kevin o'connell's and west phillips play calling on the offensive side of the ball in the second half well i i actually just talked to him uh for kfa and radio and i asked him a very similar question mm-hmm. And his answer to me was, there's a point in the game where I stopped thinking about plays and started mm. thinking about players. Wow. And I started, he, he really had to focus on where do I want to get the ball? Who do I want to put the ball, the ball in the hands of? And then we're going to design plays. We're going to come up with plays. And he even made the, you know, said one time, he's like, you know, there's a couple we just drew up in the dirt. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> I, I think that he really had to dig deep into the playbook and even outside of the playbook. Yeah to come up with ways to get the ball in his playmaker's hands. And so, you know, great job by him, yeah. great job by Wes Phillips, uh, by staying present, you know, not not mentally freaking out, thinking like, oh, this game's over. Mm-hmm. You know, they just kept their head down. They just knew like, all right, one more first down, one more big play. And and for those guys to stay present and stay positive, that was, that was big. That was a difference maker. P- people are going to go home talking about you know the Greg Joseph walk-off which mm-hmm. without thinking about Justin Jefferson going for another 100-yard yeah. game KJ Osborne we just talked about him but Dalvin Cook 95 rushing yards 95 receiving yards I, I would like to say this is his best game this year as a Minnesota Viking what were your thoughts just on his game-changing game-defining plays today 
Well, we've seen at times they use Dalvin in the passing game. Um, but I think all of us are clamoring to see more. Yeah. You know, and, and again, I think this is one of those situations going back to KOC's quote to me was he knew he had to get the ball in his hands and not so much in the run game because the game was lopsided. Yeah. You are going to have to throw to win. So I hope that that's a recipe going forward, <laughs> yeah. you know, that we have a really talented guy that has incredible vision, you know, elite speed. And he can break tackles. Yeah. He's as he's as good as any wide receiver that we have on the field. And you talk about the mismatches that creates. Yeah. Let's see if we uh, have a little bit more Dalvin Cook spread out of this offense. Man, I would love to see that because that offers up so much. I mean, it, it puts the defense on their toes because they have to count for so many different guys. And understanding that, that gives Kirk Cousins more options, again, to throw the ball. Kirk Cousins, 447 passing yards today, 53 attempts. He's not stopping right now. No. He's on no. a roll right now. How, do you put the hand – I guess my question for you, do you give Kirk Cousin the keys and say, Kirk, you will take us as far as we, as as we want to go? Yeah. I mean, we saw, him, we saw him making a lot of checks at the line of scrimmage. We saw him assessing the defense and trying to put our offense in the best possible uh, situation for success. Um, is, is much, this is as much freedom as I've seen in ownership that I've seen out of him in quite some time. And um, – you know, again, our, our offensive line did a great job. I, I know that we gave up some sacks, and, and and that's a really good defensive front. Again, you know, that's a top ten defense. Yeah. You know, we played six top ten defenses this year, so we got to give them a credit. They they did a, they did a lot. With, they have a lot of talent, a lot of skill over there. But when you are asking a running back to step out of the backfield, you're giving up some chip opportunities, mm-hmm. some pass protection opportunities. You get Hawkinson split out. It just left our five guys to block their best guys, yep. and, and our guys up front stepped up. So um, if we can get that performance out of our offensive line and we get Bradbury back yep. and, we get, and we get Kirk Cousins dealing like he's dealing mm-hmm. and getting this offense spread out, look out. Oh, look out, and look out next week because next week is a white-out game against the New York Giants. So uh, the, the end zones will be painted white. The Vikings will be wearing white jerseys the first time ever. And You uh, got a white suit? I don't have a white I suit. I don't have a white suit. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what, what I'm going to wear. Uh, me too. Like a white white polo, maybe. A, I, I don't know. We'll figure something out. But one thing uh, that we did figure out today was how to win. Yeah. And the Minnesota Vikings, again, uh, again. And, and understanding that, you know, there, there's always these false narratives about who the Vikings are their identity blah 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 you if you go if you went on twitter during the first half that's what a lot of people thought about the vikings now scoring 32 straight points wearing this shirt wearing the nfc north championship hat what do you have to say about this minnesota vikings team honestly don't don't care about any narrative anybody wants to say right they're winning games and and winning winning is infectious and winning sometimes is hard to do in this league and we just keep winning and we're going to find ways to win and we're champs baby we're champs and hopefully we can get another win next saturday next saturday 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 against the new york giants right here it's a whiteout um we already clinched the north let's continue to keep that two seed for ben lieber ryan o'neill my name is gabe henderson and for this nfc north defending champ minnesota vikings team Thank you again for tuning into another edition of Between the Lines, fueled by Gatorade. School! School! KJ Osborne, 16 targets, 10 catches, a career best 157 receiving yards, and a touchdown that jump started the whole thing. It did. And, you know, and that's, and that's kind of the thing, you know, when I remember back in 98 when we were 15 and 1 and things, you know, we weren't always going our way. I wouldn't say it was as bad as today. Um, but instead of kind of saying, here we go again, we'd all look around and be like, all right, who's going to be the person to pull us up today? Who's going to be the one to turn this thing around? Yeah. And I, I really got you really got to give a tip of the cap to KJ Osborne. I mean, he was he made some key plays at some unbelievably key times early to get this Viking team back in the swing. And once everybody You're got so back right. on board and jumped on, it was, you know, pedal to the metal the rest of the way. And, you know, for Ooh. the Colts. They're, they're in neutral. They're just trying to burn the clock for three quarters of this football game. And then to get in overtime and have to, you know, revive an offense, that's not easy. That's not easy at all to do. Yeah. And so, but KJ, uh, you know, he, he, you know, he can go put his head to his pill tonight knowing that He's not only did, did they leave a mark on, you know, on, on the NFL and the history of the NFL, but he had an unbelievably huge part of it. Yeah. And, and Justin Jefferson has a an unbelievably huge part of everything the Vikings do. He finished with 123 yards and a touchdown. Now, in getting that 123 with that Minneapolis miracle-like feel to it, 
who caught the game-winning, the miracle-winning uh, touchdown pass from Keenum? Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs. Well, with 123 yards, Jefferson passed Diggs today for the ninth most receiving yards in the history of the Minnesota Vikings. Dalvin Cook with a ni- with 95 yards receiving and a 64-yard touchdown. I mean, the way you explained it on KFAN and the Vikings Radio Network, inside the 15, what he did, holy cow. Yeah, it was, it was unbelievable. And, 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 and we've seen Dalvin do that where he just refuses to go down. And that was, that, you know, that was not, you know, schematics, winning the day and this and that. It was simple will. It was just pure, absolute will yeah. to not go down and to bring that thing all the way into the end zone. I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't free and clear those last 25 yards. Paul. Right. He, he made about four or five, you know, Colts miss him before they finally brought him down in the end zone. And, and you know, I, 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 I've said it before, but Dalvin Cook, I think, is the heartbeat of this offense. He is the guy that you can count on. Win, lose, or draw, however anything's going to, to, to be that be that, that, that pillar of strength. Mm-hmm. And he showed it on that play. I mean, just it was one of those things where, hey, just keep feeding the ball. We saw him do kind of the same thing at the end of that Buffalo game mm-hmm. where he was basically unstoppable toward the end. And he had just had a different level than everybody else around him. And the guys on the sidelines see that. The defense sees that. Everybody sees that. The fans see it. And it just fuels the fire. Um for a comeback that, you know, like one of a kind. It's never happened. Kevin O'Connell is 2-1-0 in overtime. Head coach of the Minnesota Vikings, interestingly, was drafted the same year Colts quarterback Matt Ryan was drafted, 2008. Matt was the third overall pick. 91 picks later out of San Diego State University, KOC was taken by Belichick. Well, now KOC is coaching a division champion Minnesota Vikings team. Here's his postgame presser. Sorry, guys, the water is an absolute necessity for me right now. Um, all right, we'll let everybody file in here, but uh, just want to uh, commend our team, uh, our entire organization. Um, it took everybody today um, after playing, you know, our worst half of football uh, all season long, um, trying to do everything really in our power to lose the football game. Uh, we came back in at halftime, and our team had a decision to make. Uh, Our coaches had a decision to make. Um, I thought our captains, the way uh, by the time our coaching staff, you know, came out to our players and and to give them the pseudo plan for the rest of the half or for the second half, um, guys like Patrick Peterson, Kirk Cousins, Eric Kendricks, Adam Thielen, Brian O'Neill, CJ Hamm. um, Really, I'm I'm sure I'm missing somebody, uh, but uh, Dalvin Cook, uh, that's who I heard. I heard our leadership telling our guys we've been here before. Maybe not that much, maybe not the need for the largest comeback in the history of our league, but um, this team believes in each other, and we just had to go try to play good football. Regardless of score, uh, we just had to try to play good football and and just see if we could apply some pressure to our opponent before it was all said and done, and we were able to do that. So uh, we set a goal to win this division Um, at the very beginning of training camp. We have not talked about anything else uh, besides winning the division. Um, We knew how important that would be for our organization and our team. Um, now we've got to take this moment, both the, the things that we clearly need to correct early on in this football game, but see if we can harness uh, the energy that it takes to set a record like that uh, and, and, and compound that moving forward uh, to have more complete performances, which is what this team is always on the strive to do. And I need to do a better job as the head coach demanding uh, you know, our standards four quarters to uh, continue to give ourselves a chance to continue playing as long as they'll allow us to play this year. Uh, giving you guys an injury update, uh, Justin Jefferson, uh, it was a rib chest contusion. Um, he's feeling pretty good right now. Um, you know, he was able to obviously come back in the game and, and help contribute in a huge way to winning that football game. Um, and we'll, I'm sure he'll be sore, but we'll keep you guys posted how he does. And then we just had three players cramping, uh, Christian Darisaw, Patrick Peterson, and K.J. Osborne. Career day for K.J., a uh, huge day for Christian Darisaw to come back um, and, and, and be a major part of that, uh, being able to score like that in the second half. You need your offensive line to uh, show up and, 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 and handle their business, which against a really good front they were able to do. So uh, with that, I'll open it up to you guys. What does a win like this do for the mental shakeup of your team uh, going forward? Well, we've had a few um, that I think you can build on, and I don't think maybe we get it done today 
Um, unless we had moments like Buffalo or Detroit or, you know, Washington or, you know, I could list off a few, you guys know. Um, and I just, uh, when you got the right kind of guys, you know, and, and we'll continue to improve and, and stress the importance of individual uh, offense, defense, special teams, group improvement, and then our team understanding how we can avoid uh, setbacks like we had early on. You know, we can, we can list those. The list is very large from the things we did poorly in the first half. Uh, but I will never discount this team's ability to overcome and continue to play, play for each other. Um, sometimes the culture stuff gets challenged uh, in our league, uh, but you don't win a game like that without it. Uh, now we got to continue to work and, and continue to improve to be the best possible football team we can be uh, through the rest of the month of December, and, and now we know into January. Yeah, how, do you, how, do you wrap your, how do you wrap your head? Uh, the NFL is 103 years old. This is the greatest comeback ever, surpassing that Buffalo-Houston playoff game. I mean, how do you wrap your head around that? Yeah, Chris, it's, it's hard, man. It's hard. Um, I really haven't um, at this point when you're trying to do something like that. And um, really offensively, uh, you know, we were, you know, in a lot of cases creating things, in a lot of cases getting players, uh, seeing what kind of looks we could attack to just kind of generate uh, maybe some things we didn't talk about or practice, but our guys handling it. And how about our quarterback? Uh, you, you cannot win the football game uh, the way we had to go win it without your quarterback. Um, playing at an incredibly high level, willing. We talked last week. I thought he tried. Him and Justin tried to will, will us to win that football game last week. Um, I think we just watched him do that, uh, you know, amongst the other uh, phases of our football team when we had to have it. How drained are you after a game like this? I mean, what, what I'm absolutely exhausted right now. I'm not going to lie to you. Hot shower or a cold beer? <laughs> um, all of the above, man. <laughs> all of the above. No, it's, it's just I cannot say enough about our fans. I mean, uh, Although uh, I felt it and heard some of the, um, you know, some of the rightly due um, displeasure with our team in the first half, uh, the moment that we could get some, um, you know, enthusiasm back in this building, no matter how far-fetched it seemed that we would come back, our fans were right there. And uh, you felt them. It was unbelievable. And, and then, shoot, when I don't know if I've heard a building like that, um, like we did in the end. And, um, that energy is what has really pushed us all year, and when we needed them the most, they were at their best. When did it move from far-fetched to this is happening in your mind? Or did um, I think before. I think when we were able to get the two scores um, and and get it, uh, then they get that field goal. But in my mind, I still thought three touchdowns and a two-point, um, which we kind of knew uh, we were going to need five. Um, you know, five touchdowns anyway. Uh, but then when they got that field goal, um, I just knew it was possible just because uh, the momentum we were building weren't just for the plays and the success we were having. I thought there were other things off of some of the things we were able to do. Um, Dalvin Cook in the pass game I thought was huge. That screen was a you know, season-defining kind of play when, in that moment where you had to have it. I mean, uh, you know, Justin continuous, continually, uh, continuously going over the middle, making critical catches, willing to you know, go attack the football, and, and I think we got to protect him a little bit better. Um, it's great to get the flags, but, uh, you know, just moving forward. Uh, us as coaches as well, it's not just anybody else out there, uh, but he's too important to our league. Um, it seems like a weekly occurrence at this point. Um, but, yeah, it, it was about that moment, Kev, and, and then it was just about kind of making sure that you look too big picture at any particular moment in that second half, and we're doing a disservice to reality still at that point. You said you needed five touchdowns. I mean, that like I know that mathematically that's the case, but that sounds like a lot. Like, yeah, Patrick Peterson. I, I'll never forget it. As long as I live, I, I walked out to address the team before we went out back. Went back out there, um, and I just overheard him walk over towards the offense. Say, said, "We're gonna get stops. You just need five touchdowns. That's nothing." And it was a nice little. Um, you know, moment for me to lead right in off of, and I said, Pat, you're exactly right. You know, that's that's what we needed at the time, and 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 you know, it was probably the most motivated uh, I've been to to kind of challenge our players, just so that they just knew, regardless of the outcome today, uh, that first half was not good enough, and will never be acceptable um, to have that kind of performance, um, regardless of the outcome today. Um, and and nobody's happier to, to be NFC North champions and the way we earned it. I think it'll stick with a lot of us for a long time, but, but uh, there's still a lot to go back and, and make sure that we rectify and, and continue to improve. Yeah, what does it take to get a, a roster full of guys in the headspace where when you say, hey, we only need five touchdowns, they believe it and they don't kind of just say, yeah, whatever, there's no way. Yeah, first and foremost, you got to believe it yourself. 
because I think the one thing in this league is if you're not authentic and real, uh, those 53 guys in there will notice. Uh, but I've built that up with these guys over a long period of time, so they knew um, both at halftime and at the game after the game. Um, they they know I mean every word I say to them, no matter what, in any moment, good or bad. I'm gonna consistently be me every single day because I just don't know any other way. Um, and then I can trust that I've got the right guys here um, and the leadership of our football team, Ben. I don't know if you can say enough about some of those guys uh, throughout our season in the different moments. And, and I'm not just talking about those eight captains. I'm talking about the 22-plus players that receive votes to be captains on our team. Kevin, you talked about KJ a little bit, but for him, like the season he's had, maybe not get involved sometimes to have 10 catches, 157. And, and to kind of get you guys started with that first touchdown, what, what did that mean? To see from yeah, I told, uh, I told KJ a few weeks back um, that, that uh, his time was coming, regardless just with how our offense is evolving and his value to us. Um, I just knew it would happen, and uh, I didn't necessarily envision it, maybe the scenario that played out today. But think back and, and some of those catches, some of those conversions, his willingness to catch, get north. Um, the yards after catch, I mean, just critical, critical plays for our team. And then people won't see some of the blocking that he did, um, you know, helping spring some of those uh, underneath completions. You know, I thought he was great on the bubble game, you know, something as little as catching and, and converting first downs. And, you know, with TJ and Adam out in front blocking for him, just little things execution wise that our guys did. Uh, they gave us a chance to extend the chance to win the football game because that's all you're really looking for is just eliminating the other team having a chance to put us away. And if they don't do that, uh, our guys are going to continue to fight and, and we're going to grind it out till they tell us there's no more ball left to play. What did you observe from the two Sullivan possible fumble returns for touchdowns that weren't? Yeah, I, I could feel why he was so frustrated. Uh, the first one, um, the first one, uh, you know, we they just ruled forward progress stopped. And, and when they do that, it um, doesn't matter if I agree or disagree with the call. There's, it's out of my hands at that point. I cannot challenge that. Um, and then I was able to challenge the other one um, and, and get that ball out and get that ball back. Um, some of those stops defensively we had, we just kept on urging them to keep going at the football, see if we can change a game, uh, which we thought we did at that one point, but, but unfortunately we didn't. And then, uh, you know, I just, Sully's one of those guys that just keeps battling. Uh, he's a veteran player, smart, tough, and, and you, don't, you, you, know, you don't win a game like this and, and ha hold the team to three points in the second half without guys like Sully. Uh, you know, gutting it out. Coach, you had to hear all week about your defense and how bad they have been playing recently. What does it say for them to only give up one offensive touchdown today and kind of battle like they did? Yeah, I didn't think we did anything to help them. So if we're going to, uh, you know, as a whole, sit back and, and overanalyze, I think, you know, we need to analyze uh, what, how, how poorly we did a job at supporting them today, both special teams and offense. So I'm really proud of our defense. You don't come back from in a game like this and, and hold the team to three points. Um, we had to be aggressive with some decision making early on, gave them short fields, and they, you know, even though we didn't help them, uh, those guys never flinched. Uh, they never looked at, to the other phases of our offense or defense, or sorry, special teams. Um, and shoot, I thought Ed in the second half, really timely pressures, uh, losing Pat P for some stretches there, and guys still tightening up. And, um, you know, a lot of people had a hand in this one, but our defense, we don't get it done today without those guys. This game. Yep, we would we would have won the division. If at all, was that in your head in overtime? It was very much in my uh, in my head, and that's why that last time we got the ball, we started the drive out with a run, um, and we were able. I, all I wanted to see is, uh, you know, can we get a get a new set of downs? Can we uh, can we very not conservatively is the wrong word because I feel I felt strongly about the calls, uh, but can we eat some clock, but yet still have a mindset of when we get that first first down. Um, I trust Kirk wholeheartedly in those moments, and, and he made a couple of huge throws to flip the field. Um, and then we had a chance to, even down to the very end, you're saying to yourself, should we, you know, but I think there's moments where it says a lot about your confidence in your team, regardless of how any particular phase has been up until that point. Uh, I wanted to win this football game. I, uh, I thought our team had earned the right to try to win the game. Um, and how about Greg knocking it in uh, from, what was it, 40? Um, and, and, and no doubter, uh, as soon as it hit his foot, I knew it was in. The previous possession, I think you punted. It was like a 58 or 59-yard field goal. Yeah, and, and that point in time, with the, the clock being where it is, I thought our defense, like I said, had played well enough to maybe try to pin them and see if we could get the ball right back. 
uh, it took a huge stop for for those guys to do that. Uh, maybe that you know they drove the ball down the field a little bit on us, but our defense bowed up when they had to, and and that was really another reason why, even at the clock being where it was and trying to be aggressive with my timeouts there, um, I just wanted to give our our team a chance uh, to to completely grasp. Um, it'll be nice to look back and say we won this football game. Uh, it would have been. Great to win the division with a tie, but there's nothing like winning it the way we did, setting a record and, and, and winning the football game. Last two questions. Kevin, Kirk makes a couple throws into tight covers there, I guess, when you're in your own territory in overtime. What's going through your mind when you see him kind of put the ball into, into tight spaces there? I guess how much is that him doing that, or how much is that you kind of telling him, hey, it's OK to be aggressive? No, I mean, he, he, he knew. I, I don't have to say a whole lot. Um, I'm trying to generate not so tight coverage with some of the things I'm calling. Um, and, and I just thought that his poise, uh, his demeanor, uh, his accuracy when we needed it the most, um, I think back to some huge plays, Ben, that were not his first progression, sec second progression. Uh, the guys up front doing a great job giving him an extra click in critical moments to get backside to TJ on the two-point or find that dagger to, to Adam there in that two-minute drive late. I mean, if, I mean that's a... That's three or four on the progression backside, trying to high-low defenders, and, and this guy just knifes a, a beautiful throw to his guy, Adam, in that moment. But but Kirk deserves a huge amount of credit for, like I said, willing our team, regardless of the plays that are called. That guy just keeps playing at a high level, um, and, and he was a huge part of us winning this game. Last one. Is there any one moment, big or small, you think might be well, cemented in your memory from this? End? Yeah, I, it's hard. It's really hard for me to. There's so so many in my mind, but. Um, it, I, I wouldn't want to sell any, any one particular area short, but I mean, you can just go back through and look at some of uh, the plays offensively, defensively, um, you know, that, that really changed the, you know, minute to minute, play to play. It felt like the narrative of this game was ultimately changing. And uh, our guys just continued to apply pressure. Um, we got a lot of things to fix, but ultimately, I appreciate you guys very much. But this, this one will stick with me for a long time. I'm really proud of my football team and our coaching staff. Thank you, guys. Kirk Cousins, 34 of 54, 460 yards, four touchdowns, technically five, because he threw his 12th pick six. It went to um, uh, Julian Blackman, a safety for the Colts. But he had four to Vikings. He got picked off a couple of times. The second one was a ridiculous Jalen Rager situation where he stopped running at the five. Here's what Kirk had to say after a thrilling, division-winning, three-point overtime victory. I mean, incredible game. Um, I think that the fact that our defense only gave up three points in the second half was critical. Um, reminded me of the Eagles game when uh, same thing, we were down and they just didn't give up any points in the second half. And I had to remind myself of that as we were playing, knowing that if our defense can do that, they allow you to hang around and keep getting back in it. Um, you know, I think the fact the fans stayed to the end and provided so much energy. Um, is is a big deal. I, there was one time where they were doing the skull chant, and I was, I was surprised that they were still in it the way they were, um, and so grateful that they're uh, that they were there with us all the way through it to the end. Um, great to obviously, um, you know, show that there was no quit, and to keep playing hard and and um, finding a way. And then it's just so important that, um, you know, this is this is one step in a much larger goal, and it's an important step. It's a step that you talk about when when you go to training camp and the season begins. But, um, um, you know, there's obviously more to go. Um, you know, KJ, I thought was phenomenal today. He's a guy that he can he could do that every week, but you've got Justin, you've got Adam, you've got TJ, you got Dalvin, you got Alex Madison, um, and so it's it's been hard to get him the football as much as he deserves it and has shown the ability to uh, to deserve it. So he's a guy that all season long I've kind of felt, you know, we need to get him more targets, get him more opportunities because he's the real deal. It's just been hard to uh, to get him as involved as he was today. And, and he showed it today, what he what he's capable of. I have total confidence in him to be an elite, elite receiver in this league. Um, so great to win, great to come back. I had no idea it was the largest in NFL history. Um, Something like that doesn't happen to average people. Um, so I'm proud of the way the group did that. And um, uh, just got to keep building from here. And there will be an enormous amount of things to correct. So um, I'll take any questions you have. What's the story with the jacket? What would you have worn had to come back not? Uh... My wife dresses me. So uh, I, I, she, put it, she put it out last night. And I, I looked at her like, I don't know. And uh, 
she nodded, you got to do it. So, uh, so here we are. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, fun jacket. Like, you know, I, there's guys that have been crying in there, and I don't know what you went through when you went in there, but you got the sense that guys had this moment where they were reflecting on the season and their whole careers and, and, and the fact that they got to this point. How, how did it strike you when you got in there? Adam? Yeah, what, I, what I've learned is you need to enjoy it because um, you work so hard. I mean, think about two-a-days, training camp, OTAs, you know, meetings, you know, the hours you put in on Wednesday, Thursday as you prepare. To have these moments that might come around, you know, once a once a season, once a decade, you know, with the comeback like that, you need to enjoy it. And so you just want to make sure that you're taking it in and and thanking everybody who participated and um, and and soaking it in, as opposed to just you know quickly moving on. I just think it's healthy to pause for a moment and enjoy it. I don't even know. Um, it's been in our closet a little while, honestly, but I don't I don't even know when we got it. My wife could answer that probably. Any moment in the second half where maybe it started to feel real, like, okay, this is going to happen? That's a great question because I was asking myself that. Like, at what point does it become a normal NFL football game? Um, and I'm, I'm off the top of my head here. When we cut it to, was it uh, 15? When we cut it to 15, that's when I felt like uh, maybe there were 12 minutes left, something like that. I thought, this is, this is right there. Um, um, and then, again, it keeps going back to the defense getting us the ball back, holding them. We know we gave them short fields, so we made it hard for our defense to hold up the way they did, and they still did. Um, and then when you think about, you know, solely returning a couple fumbles for touchdowns that didn't happen, I mean, it's, it's another thing you kind of overcome um, to get to where we did. As a veteran leader, what were you saying to the team and what were your thoughts kind of at halftime? Um, my thoughts weren't great at halftime. Um, I, I just felt like we were, we were losing in a lot of ways and it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, wasn't good. Um, you know, Patrick Peterson made the comment, we, we only need five touchdowns. And I didn't know if he was being sarcastic or, or what, when I looked at him, he, he was serious. Um, I think his point was, we're not going to let them score anymore. So if you can get five touchdowns, that will be good enough. Um, you know, it's it's a um, – I'm kind of a one-play-at-a-time guy, so my mindset is, like, just tell me the first play of the second half and let me go execute that as well as I can, and then you tell me the second play once we get there. So you, you know, whenever I've been a part of comebacks like we've had through the years, that's kind of the way I operate It's just, you know, one play at a time and let's not get too far down the road. When he said that, though, did you – like, five touchdowns, did that feel realistic? Did you give yourself – I mean, in yeah. all fairness, it doesn't happen very much. Well, they were, they were kicking our tails, Yeah. you know, so – you know, it's one thing to say we need five touchdowns. That's difficult to do. It's even more difficult when you have been struggling the way you've been struggling. Um, you know, this is a this is just reminded again today. This is a crazy league, and you just got to play it one play at a time. Enjoying it in one game, you win your first division title. You put up, I believe, a career high yardage total, and you uh, have the greatest comeback in NFL history. What is this like? For you? Um. I mean, it was it was a it was a great day to come back and win the way we did, and um, and um, you know you're gonna enjoy it. You're gonna uh, build on it. Um, I think it's fun to look down and see that Dalvin had 190 yards from scrimmage. Justin had 12 catches for 120. You know, KJ Adam caught a touchdown, made the biggest play at the end there to, to get us in field goal range. So, um, you know, it's great to get so many guys involved and and have so many people contribute and. Um, um, you know, just proud of the way we kept fighting and played, but there's also a lot of stuff I'm not proud of, you know, with the way we played. Noon game, there was no other game on. It's a national game. Yeah. The weather's lousy everywhere. I'm watching social media. People that don't care about the Colts or Vikings are jumping on saying, are you watching this? Yeah. Is it too soon for you guys to realize you just played a game that people are going to literally talk about forever? Yeah, the Buffalo game, you know, maybe as well. Uh, we may have topped the Buffalo game with this one. Who knows? So, uh, um you know, I, I'm a fan of football. I'm walking off the field. I, when someone said it was the largest comeback, I thought of Frank Reich and Bills and the Titans and Warren Moon and that game in Buffalo. And I thought it couldn't have been it couldn't have been bigger than that comeback. And somebody told me it was. I, mean, I still I don't know the numbers, but I was like, really, it was bigger than that one? Because that one still to this day I always wonder how did that happen. But um, um, you know, obviously, it's a results based business. So when the result goes the way you want, it's it's, it's thrilling. Time there when you forced the, the punt 
What's your thought process in terms of how aggressive do I want to be yeah. knowing that a tie clinches the division? Yeah, I didn't know all this. In like 10 seconds before we get the ball back, Chris goes, Chris O'Hara, our QB coach, goes, uh, we're going to run it to start. A tie wins the division. And I looked at him like, I would have been nice to know that like at least 10 minutes ago, maybe three days ago, you know. Uh, so I'm jogging on the field like a tie wins the division. Well, you got options here. He called the run, and and uh, and then he, he the second call didn't come in very quick, so I'm kind of sitting there like maybe he's going for the tie, and then he then he called the drop back I think, and I thought no he's he's gonna go for it, and and then uh, we went from there. So uh, yeah, it was just crazy to have a chance for a tie to win the division. We still were able to get down there and, and win the game, which is what we wanted. You never answered what you would have worn if you guys hadn't. I mean, I'm self-aware enough, Jim, to not wear this. So, pride myself on self-awareness, I think, and that would not have been the right play. That Houston-Buffalo game you referenced, was like 92, so you were like four or five. Yeah, but I watch NFL Network, so. I'm curious, like, how, like, I mean, that's such a momentous moment in NFL history, and I'm curious how, like, a locker room of people who aren't old enough to have experienced it live, like, even are aware of those type, you know. I, I don't know how many guys are aware of that, but, uh, uh, you know, I'm a fan of football. And, I, I mean, I, I watch when games come on, like the other day, the 2013 NFC Championship game was on between uh, Seahawks and Niners. You know, I, I'm, I'm watching that as a student of the game, you know, because that's a, that's a game and a stage I want to play in, and I want to watch that. So whenever those games come on, I always try to take, take something from them and make myself a better player. Times take a second and enjoy. I mean, how hard is that for you? Um, yeah, to take it all in sometimes. Yeah, I'm, I'm not wired that way. I'm kind of wired to what's next, what's next. Um, uh, you know, it's hard for me to enjoy the process. I want to enjoy the product, and so uh, you know, I don't, what I want to do is get to the end of my career. And Cooper is, uh, you know, is, is grown, grown older, and you look back and you say, I missed it. You know, I didn't enjoy it while I was going through it. So I want to make sure that. You know, I can play long enough for him to remember it and really be a part of it, but also, um, um, you know, to look back and say I, I didn't miss it while I was in it. And now that it's over, I can say I, I enjoyed it and got everything out of it I could. So moments like this you want to enjoy. On the interception on the touchdown to Dalvin, how, how critical are these, yeah. like, one-play drives when you're coming Buffalo the same way, too? It's a great play call, first of all. Incredibly well-blocked to get a screen like that off. And then it was Dalvin showing why he's Dalvin Cook, to be able to not only get a big play there, but but finish with a touchdown. And I'd love to see Ezra Cleveland there, basically willing him into the end zone as well. Um, I thought that play encapsulated a lot of who Dalvin is. And I said to him in the locker room, I said, I've, I've been a front row seat for your best plays in your career over the last five years. That might have been my favorite. Um, so it, it wasn't a run. It was a catch. But uh, he had a couple other big catches today. And um, um, you know, it's fun to think back on all the all the times I got to see him be a special player in this league, and then to think that that's probably the, the top one for me is, is fun. Kirk, when uh, Joseph's kick went through the uprights, what was the first thing you did, or who was the first person you talked to, or whatever? I'm not sure. I was looking at the video board to kind of be able to see the angle of the ball, and then uh, it might have been Justin. Uh, he was standing up on the bench, um, but uh, yeah, just a uh, memory I'll have for a long time. Christmas traditions you're looking forward to this week with your family? Well, playing on Christmas Eve will be interesting because then you get Christmas Day, you know, to really enjoy Christmas. But, uh, um, you know, we got the tree up. We've had the lights up since November 1st. Uh, got the decor around the house. And uh, uh, Cooper went, went over the tree the other day when my wife wrapped a few presents a little early. And uh, he was going to open it that morning. And we said, well, you got to wait like 12 more days. And he, he kind of lost his mind. Like, what do you mean I got to wait 12 more days? So... Uh, you know, probably not the best idea to wrap the presents early, <laughs> put them under the tree. All right. Thanks, guys. Before we get to Ron Johnson's three takes, the Minnesota uh, Vikings defense has been much maligned. And uh, there, there's been a lot of talk about it, not only season long, but specifically this week, after allowing at least 409 yards to offenses five consecutive games. Well, the Colts scored 36, but it's a bastard number. They got seven on a block punt. They got seven on a pick six. And they got 15 from kicker Chase McLaughlin. The defense gave up one touchdown today, Peter. Yeah, they, and they did, they, you know, 
those early stops in the red zone, you know, those are the ones that, you know, are, are, are just amazing. The Colts were one of four in the red zone, right? We were four of four. So mm. those three stops that this defense came up with, forcing field goals, you know, they, 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 allowed, they allowed this comeback. And they were put in some bad spots, too. Fake fourth down, fake punt that didn't go. Fourth down, we tried to, you know, run it and didn't get it. We actually yep. lost yardage. They were put on some short fields today, and they hung in there. They were much more aggressive. You know, Harrison Smith blitzing a lot more right at the end of the game, a zero blitz. I mean, they. I, I think that's the trend that we're going to see over these next couple weeks is just the and, – and into the playoffs for sure is to say, hey, you know what? Yeah. We're gonna just going to roll the dice. We're going to pin our ears back. We're going to get aggressive, and we got to make something happen. Zadarius was unblockable at the end of the yeah. game. Zadarius Smith is – and you talk about Dalvin on offense being the heartbeat – Darius Smith is absolutely the heartbeat of this defense. He's, he and Harrison Smith. He's tough. I mean, he's out there battling all the time. Yeah, and the same thing for Harry. Harry, yep. Harry, despite him being you know, you know, five hundred years old, is still out there just leaving everything on the field. And yeah, our corner situation is going to have to get figured out. And you know, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of headwinds. No question about that. But you've got a guy like Zadarius to be there to lead this team and. You know, I think I, I got to tip the cap to Quasi Adolfo Mensa for bringing him in this offseason because he's a huge piece of the puzzle of this team. Daniil Hunter played his best game of the season. He did. He needed to. I mean, you know, Daniil, um, I think, is is still grooming himself, getting himself into that outside linebacker position. But, yep. yes, he absolutely made an impact today. You know, despite being questionable going into this game, he goes out there and, and lights it up and does, you know, does a great job. There's a lot of – a lot of guys on the defense, Dalvin Tomlinson did an unbelievably good job against the run, I think, throughout the entire day. So there's a lot of really good defensive performances mixed in with all this. RJ, Ron Johnson, three takes with the postgame report, and there they are. Thanks, PA. Well, this is Ron Johnson coming to from the KFAN studios, and the Vikings are NFC North champions, as everyone has pointed out. But you just got to say it again. It just sounds so nice. You got to say it twice. The Vikings are NFC North champions. How'd they get there? Well, here's my three takeaways. Ed Donatel, he found a way. And when I say he found a way, everybody was so down on this defense, but he gave up one touchdown a day, just one touchdown. Held the kicker, five field goals, held them to field goals, one for four in the red zone. There were some other touchdowns, but they were not his fault on defense. Special teams had one, and then Kirk Cousins had a pick six. So Ed Dontantel found a way. He had no 100 rusher, no 100 yard rusher. He had no 100 yard receiver. The quarterback threw for under 200 yards. All that has to go to the defensive coordinator. Looks like the guys were listening to the assignments. They were getting after the quarterback. There were some blitzes in there, and they got and they got them on the ground. That's the big key about a blitz. You can blitz, but if you don't get the quarterback on the ground, it doesn't matter. So that's my first takeaway. My second takeaway. Kirk Cousins, man, back-to-back 400-yard games, four TDs, four different receivers. He mounted the biggest comeback in NFL history, being down 33 points in the first half. Third quarter, the woes were over. Started off the season, some, some of the worst third quarters we've ever seen, but today's third quarter, 145 passer rating, two touchdowns for that Vikings offense. That was huge, and that was a big reason for this Vikings comeback. Kirk Cousins was dialing up the passes. He was taking chances. And just some of the play calling from Kevin O'Connell in the third quarter, it was almost like they knew we if we don't score in the third, if they have the third quarter, they've had in other games, they don't win this game. So that two touchdowns in this third quarter, probably probably the best third quarter they've had all season. And then my third takeaway, of course, it always goes to receiver. I got to give K.J. Osborne some props. K.J. Osborne does, deserves a game ball for sure. He deserves possibly NFC Offensive player of the week, it's going to be tough, though, with Kirk Cousins throwing 460 yards, but 10 catches, 157 yards, and a touchdown. But this is why K.J. Osborne is my big takeaway. This was his first 100-yard game in a purple uniform. That's huge. Hats off to that young man. First NFL 100-yard game, 16 targets, same amount of targets as Justin Jefferson. So K.J. Osborne is putting his bid in to be that number two receiver. But now Kirk Cousins he knows he has a true three-headed monster with Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and K.J. Osborne. All three can get it done. All three can put points on the board. And all three at any point can give you 10 catches and over 100 yards. And K.J. Osborne today was his day. Hats off. I'm Ron Johnson. And these are my takeaways from this 
39 to 36 overtime victory, and the Vikings are NFC North champions. Back to you guys at the stadium. All right, so the Minnesota Vikings complete the greatest comeback in the history of the NFL and beat the Colts 39-36. They were down 33. The previous uh, greatest comeback was 32 points. Interestingly, orchestrated by Frank Reich, the former coach of the Indianapolis Colts, fired a month and a half ago. Well, his Colts got beat 39-36. And um, we get the Giants as NFC North champions Christmas Eve at noon. What kind of a week is this going to be for the Vikings? Well, you got to get healthy, and you forget you have the full week, right? So, you know, that's a good thing. You know, you're not playing in a short week against a team that had a bye, so that was a huge advantage for the Colts right there. Um, you're going to face an offense that is very, I think, pretty similar, heavy on the run, uh, more mobile of a quarterback. You know, they're going to depend on their quarterback to, to move around a little bit. Um, but the Giants have had problems in the secondary, and teams that have problems in the secondary against our offense – Man, it could be, you know, it could be a big day through the air for the Vikings. But, you know, hopefully you learn in everything that happens in this life that you learn and that you, yeah, you came back and you, you, you beat a Buffalo Bills team, that an improbable comeback and win, mm. and then you stub your toe the next week. Well, you did, you did it again, which is awesome. That's the main thing. But let's, you got to learn. you got to develop. You've got to understand what's ahead of you this week. So those yeah. guys need to start working on recovery right now. Uh, in closing, you know something special happened when Don Cousins, Kirk Cousins' father, walks four sections over to the front of the Vox Box to high-five us all after his kids' team comes back and executes the greatest comeback in the history of the National Football League. Well done to everybody involved. For Pete Bursich, I'm Paul Allen. That's the post-game report. Your Minnesota Vikings are NFC North champions. And here's KOC in the locker room right after the game. We set out a long time ago talking about doing one thing. And one thing first before we talked about anything else. Congratulations, NFC North champions. Yeah. But what I love about it the most, all right, when we came in this locker room at halftime, it couldn't get much worse. We couldn't have done more to allow that other team to win the football game. But I just felt it. I felt each and every one of you, I felt the captains with your C's on your chest, understanding that we were about to go break an all-time regular season or playoff record for comeback victory to win. When I tell you guys,